This episode of the Nerd Up Podcast made possible in part by Eagle Theater. Visit them online at eagletheater.net and by Classic Hits WTYE. Listen online at WTYEFM.com and made possible by proud supporters just like you. Now, come on, baby, tell me who's the nerd. Nerd up, y'all. N-E-R-D N-E-R-D It's time for the Nerd Up Podcast, and here's your pod hosts, Gil T. Wilson. Nerd up. Welcome to another edition of the Nerd Up Podcast. I am your host, Tony Collins, Captain Radio. That's right. I've taken over the podcast. My ultimate goal of usurping Gil has finally come to fruition, and uh, it's all mine now. I've taken over, and we've got some exciting stuff. We're going to be talking to a couple of very special guests if they show up, about an upcoming event that might not sound uh, too nerdy on the surface. It's a night of Shakespeare. Well, it's a night of Shakespeare-adjacent foolishness, and uh, that'll be interesting. We're going to talk to a couple of guests about that, and uh, we've got some other nerdy stuff to talk about. Of course, from my money, Star Trek, uh, Star Trek Beyond, no, Star Trek Strange New Worlds. I want to talk about that. I uh, want to talk about the other Star Trek show. That'd be Orville. Uh, we can talk a little bit about that coming up. And uh, six, uh, exciting nerd stuff uh, on the horizon. I have yet to make it to see uh, Thor, Love and Thunder. That premieres this weekend at Eagle Theater. Eagle Theater here in Robinson, of course, one of the uh, proud supporters of the Nerd Up podcast. And we certainly appreciate uh, them supporting the podcast and uh, allowing us to go check out some of the fantastic movies. Don't forget that uh, you can check out the Eagle Theater on their website, eagletheater.net. And uh, you can check out the other proud supporter, the Nerd Up podcast, Classic Hits, WTYE. Just head over to WTYEFM.com. That is where you can go. And you can actually listen to me in the mornings and the other Yahoo that typically does the Nerd Up podcast, Gil T. Wilson. You can listen to him in the afternoon via the streaming app. Uh, Tune in radio is a great way if you want to listen to us do our day jobs. But in the meantime, it is the Nerd Up Podcast. We're talking about all things nerdy. And uh, like I say, eventually, we're going to talk to a couple of guests about an upcoming fundraiser uh, called the Night of Shakespeare Adjacent Foolishness. <laughs> Stick around for that. We're going to be back with a couple of guests in just a minute. Nerd Up Podcast. Prepare to be terrified. Lawford County Productions presents the unlisted owner director's cut. Featuring nine minutes of never-before-seen footage. Out now via Amazon Streaming and coming soon to Blu-ray and DVD. You've been warned. All right, welcome back to another edition of the Nerd Up Podcast. Again, uh, we didn't really go anywhere, or I didn't go anywhere, but uh, guess who finally decided to grace us with his presence? What? Guilty Wilson is finally here. What? It's mine now. Oh, you know, I just leave for a second, just for a second. I just had to have tattoo removal done at this moment, and you decide. But anyway, I had to have the uh, tattoo removal of one of my favorite items, but never mind, I'll talk about that later. It's it's an entirely (laughs) different conversation to have on a different day. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought you were walking funny when you came in. (laughs) Well, So it took a little longer than you anticipated? (laughs) Yeah, what? (laughs) 
And so that I saw him a little late. Sue me. No, I'll just take your podcast. <laughs> oh, oh, well, yeah. I told That's you right. this has been my evil plan since the beginning. I've noticed. You know, that. I kind of inserted myself into your podcast a year or two ago. and Then you brought your son in. And then like, I brought my son minute. in. and My uh, son and I are the ones that started this. Yeah. <laughs> now I've taken it over. Now oh, it's mine. No. And uh, along with you, we have a very special guest, Rachel Carter. How you doing, Rachel? I'm good. Nipple tassel. <laughs> Nipple tassel. <laughs> that's, a, that's an inside joke that I probably shouldn't share on the podcast. Oh, yes, we should. No, absolutely. <laughs> Here's the thing. Uh, in my day job, I've interviewed Rachel a number of times on the radio. Mm-hmm. And more she, than you'd like to. she desperately <laughs> wants to say nipple tassel. In fact, she said it in an interview once and caught flack about it. So when we brought her in for the podcast, she said, what are my limitations here? And we said, have at it. <laughs> so nipple tassel, nipple tassel, yeah. nipple tassel. Nobody can take that away from me now. Right. And I will hold on to it. <laughs> well, and well. Beyond, uh, beyond learning that Gil had an interesting tattoo removed. Right. I kind of want to be here That's what for it that was. conversation. Well, it, Pre, was my, it was my nipple tassel tattoo. <laughs> was, pre-actually recording the podcast here, uh, Apparently, we learned that Gil has no nipples. No, <laughs> no. none. No, he's none. like a Ken doll. I heard the phrase smooth like a Ken doll, and um, <laughs> I'm intrigued. I'm in- I won't deny it. I'm intrigued. Concern well, may be the proper term. Well, on my planet, it's just things are different. Just so, yeah, just I mean, as long different. as your health isn't impacted. Yeah. Like, yeah. No. <laughs> I'm always interested in different forms of gender yeah, expression. Um, so. <laughs> on my planet, we're just like Canada, basically. Yeah, we oh, eat our young. So. Okay. But they're so nice, too. So they are, like, yeah. I, that's, see, maybe yeah. that's, maybe, see, maybe I should have had kids so I could have eaten them and been a nicer person. Yeah, it's all it takes. Dang it. And then you're Canadian. Too late now. <laughs> Uh, I'm not entirely sure how we got off on eating children. But this is not why they asked me here, by the way. Yeah. But if, Let's, if uh, this is where it's going. Check it out. Here's the segue. Okay, enough of this foolishness. Let's talk about uh, a night of Shakespeare-adjacent foolishness. Uh, you can't I'm get tr- away from the foolishness, I guess. <laughs> Lots I, of foolishness. I am trying to, make, I'm trying to right the ship here. Bear with me. <laughs> But uh, we wanted to talk to uh, both of you because uh, here at the here at the radio station we do a little show called Live at the Five, which is a uh, beautiful historic venue in our area that uh, we've been fortunate enough to do some shows at. But uh, like many not-for-profit groups, mm. they are simply, for lack of a better word, skip broke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the funny thing is, in my day job, I work at a nonprofit, So I'm like, I'm getting hit at all angles with, like, no funding. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're broke on a couple of different levels, then, aren't you? I don't know how I'm living in this world. <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah, and it's funny because we, we started doing that radio show. If yeah. anybody wants to go, you can find At The Fife on Facebook. And I think mm-hmm. some of the previous shows are on there yeah, on video. Yeah, they are. But uh, with no money, we decided we we're going to have a fundraiser and see what we can do. And well, Rachel's the one that came up with the idea. Rachel emphasis on fun fundraiser. Yeah. Well, it all started out. In the, well, you you tell it. Yeah. You, you're so better at um, it. so really, what gave me the idea is several years ago, actually a month before everything shut down for COVID. So mm-hmm. it would have been February, twenty twenty. Um, I did a night of monologues in Charleston for my job. Um, we did the vagina monologues. Oh, right on. And um, I enjoyed it. I loved it. I, I would do it again in a heartbeat. I would love to bring it here, but that's a different story. <laughs> but, you know, I had this, I, I just, I love monologues in general. And I thought, you know, hey, Gil, <laughs> wouldn't it be fun to do a night of monologues? And he said, yes. 
And I had, that's all I had. <laughs> like, I was like, okay, what now? And, uh, and I said, well, we should probably have a theme. And immediately Gil goes, Shakespeare. <laughs> well, and I think the choice for Shakespeare was kind of brilliant mm-hmm. in that we don't have to worry about licensing. Right. That's right. You know, everything. Public domain. Shakespeare right. is in the public domain. Yeah. Which, again, as this is a fundraiser, there is no money to be spent. <laughs> we have no budget. So uh, everybody taking part in this is uh, volunteers, yes. just people that want to come out and be a part of the event and have a good time. And yeah. then uh, it is open to the public. So any mm-hmm. of you listening out there, find your way to Palestine on uh, July 30th. We encourage you to come by the five. And free will donation, and you can yeah. come in and enjoy the show. Yeah. And you know what? Here's the thing. Free will donation, it's a, it is a fundraiser. We do want to raise funds. We but if you love your money. Yeah, we'd love to have your money. You make extra donations, too. But <laughs> if you can't, you just want to watch a night of culture, okay, Shakespeare adjacent <laughs> foolishness, <laughs> we got you covered. Yeah. I mean, if you if you can't afford it, don't worry about it. We're not, that, we do want to raise the money, but we also don't want to turn anybody away. Right, yeah. <laughs> we, want, we want to share this with not just the local community, but really anybody. Yeah. And, um, yeah, if you can put in a dollar, cool. If you can put in 50, we're going to love you. We might kiss you on the mouth. <laughs> Don't tell my partner I said that. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, and we are so lucky in this small community to have a huge stable of very talented yeah. actors. and. And since it's community theater that we do here, we're used to not getting paid. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, and we should also mention that a lot of the people that have volunteered their time are attention-starved thespians. <laughs> oh, yes. That really haven't been able to get on the stage right. for a couple of years yeah, because yeah. COVID was mm-hmm. it. Now, our local community theater at Lincoln Trail College has been able to put on some productions even through COVID. Mm-hmm. We tried. But it's really not the same without having that full theater packed of live uh, audience members. I was so desperate to do a show that I actually did a musical, and <laughs> I don't do musicals normally. That's where Gil apparently drew the line. Yeah, he drew yeah, the line, I, but I, I said, yeah, I was a wicked stepsister in Cinderella, and I got to sing the funniest song, so I said, oh, and you don't have to have a pretty voice for it, so I said, okay. <laughs> well, and <laughs> I will tell you that uh, my wife and daughter went to see that, and my wife specifically said, Rachel was freaking hilarious. <laughs> she was awesome. It was like I got to throw shoes. Um, <laughs> one night I fell on my dress and everybody in the audience thought it was scripted. It, so that was I really think that's the night I went. I think, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, it hurt really bad, but it was worth it for the last. Now, inquiring minds want to know, did you have nipple tassels? <laughs> <laughs> Under my dress. Okay. The audience couldn't see it. Okay. Although my hat in the first scene did have a weird tassel on it. Oh, so right. you fell over your dress but there was no wardrobe <laughs> no, malfunction? No wardrobe or... malfunction. Luckily um, it fit. It was. We actually had to like tie my dress to make it fit properly. Okay. And that bad boy didn't move. Gotcha. <laughs> so yeah, I, that was, it was a great performance. And again, I, I love seeing musicals. Yeah. But too much work. Oh my god! I after this, when I said you got like three shows that I'll do that I sing and dance in, and and that's well, not dance, but sing. <laughs> <laughs> Even if I want to dance, I can't. But, yeah. um, but that's and that's another reason why monologues were were a great choice because no singing, yeah, no uh, dancing, no, just talking. <laughs> well, and the thing I particularly love is I love Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. I cannot read it to save my soul, but I love hearing it spoken. I love the monologues. I, I, you know, it's got a nice 
uh, musical yes. flow to it when it's done correctly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen some people muddy their way oh, through sure. Shakespeare monologues that aren't so spectacular. Oh, but. sure. Well, and it's interesting you say that because I actually said basically the same thing to Gil one night when we were <laughs> um, planning this. I, you know, I said, I'm not a huge, like, I'm excited to do this. I'm not the biggest Shakespeare fan. You know, I, I've tried, I have the full collection, you know, mm-hmm. and I've tried to read it and I just can't. And, and Gil, tell him what you told me, because I think this is incredibly important. Well, I actually learned this back in my college days, and my instructor at the time, uh, Alex Christopoulos. I'll do a little name drop there. What a Not fun that it means, name, by the <laughs> right? <way. laughs> it was a Greek like you wouldn't believe. But the guy was very <laughs> strict. But he, I, 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 I took a voice class so that I could try to get rid of my southern accent. And he it was it happened to be Shakespeare, voice acting for Shakespeare, and he said, he goes, uh, uh, that Shakespeare is not meant to be read; yeah. it's supposed to be performed." And I'm like, "Okay, but why do they assign it to us every year right. in high school? Right. <laughs> it's horrid." And it's right. And but once I saw it on its feet and watched, mm-hmm. I saw people actually interpreting. I'm like. Oh, and then I also found out Shakespeare, Shakespeare's got a dirty mind. So, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'm all in, and that's why I did not hesitate because, first of all, Shakespeare cannot be read; it's supposed to be performed. Right. Second of all, I want to do it <laughs> at least a little bit. Yeah, you know, I don't want to do a whole. And since I didn't have any other plan other than let's do this monologue night, <laughs> it there worked. you go. It worked out great. And then we got and a hold of a bunch of our friends, and they yeah. said, "Oh yeah," because yeah. they're all hurting for performance. Because that's the other thing. It's also just really an excuse for us to hang out with our friends. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Can't deny that. Well, that's the, the freaking podcast is so Gil and I can get together and talk about all of the stuff our wives have rolled their eyes so many times. Oh. We get together and we get to talk about. Oh. We Nerd ladies, out over all of the stuff. Ladies, and- I'm going to tell you right now, embrace the nerdery. <laughs> you know, I, I must, I'll throw this out. Y'all ever need a, a, a femme voice in this, a, a, a lady's perspective in this podcast? You give your girl a call because I... I am a very big nerd. Well, I, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and put this here. As soon as we get done talking about Shakespeare, you want to stick around and talk nerdy with us? Try to stop me. Okay, good. All right. <laughs> we, we got her here for the hour now. All right. Cool. <laughs> But yeah, no, this uh, yeah. Shakespeare monologues, uh, let me tell you, it's, it's going to be fun. We've, we saw, had one, uh, I guess you'd call it a table read. But, yeah, uh, so, the first read through, if yeah. you will. And uh, there was some funny stuff that was happening. Yeah. And I had, the, I had the fortune of not being there that day. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I hear, right. tell, oh I hear tell uh, that the air conditioning <laughs> at the venue at the Five Opera House upstairs where the theater is located uh-huh. was not functioning. No. Yeah. And it this it was, will be for the show. It will we be promise. for the show, yes. <laughs> this was one of those days where the afternoon heat index was Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it was, it was uh, yeah, we went up there. I went up there early before yeah. anybody else and I said, "Well, I know it's hot and I know the air conditioner's not working, so I'm going to open some windows." When I got there, it was like 86, 80, no, no, it was like 90, 93, 93, 93 or that's something what, yeah. like yeah. that. And I raised the windows and it went uh, down one degree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was, it was hot. And we were all just so, I mean, luckily we, we told everybody, wear cool clothes. Yeah, yeah. I, we <laughs> and have double a up on chat. the deodorant. Yeah. yeah, we have a little group chat, you know, to, to keep people informed of what's going on. And I was like, two things. One, use this specific door. And two, 
Wear something cool. You want to wear shorts? Wear them shorts. You want to wear that crop top? Wear that crop top. I should have told you to wear your crop top, Gil. I think I, it may have been too distracting I, from the sexiness. It, it would have been. But, it um, would have been. <laughs> I couldn't but do that to anybody I don't know. else. Yeah, we may have gotten through it. Yeah, we got through it, though. And re- listening to some of those people perform. Uh, let, uh, you got to. Let's see. Let me see if we can go through the names here. We don't have that many people, but I my brain is I actually have old. a list with me. Oh, thank goodness. Because I was going to forget a name because I'm old. And I have potholes, and uh, therefore... Because it's legal in Illinois. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, um, uh, well, you know, I forget. But I can tell you, my brother-in-law, John Sutphin, and his uh, arm candy? I don't know what she is fiance, yet. Fiance, I think, at this <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know if they're fiance or not, but if so... I, special lady uh, friend. Yeah, there you go. That's good. Special lady friend. Anyway, Vicki Becker, she's going to be there. Dr. Yeah. Vicki Becker. Doctor. That's and, right. Uh, uh, she's going to be there performing. They're going to perform some scenes together. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else we got? Oh, gosh. So, John and Vicki, not only will they be doing a scene together, they're going to be doing their own um, monologue piece as well. Mm-hmm. Um uh, we've got Brennan Tracy, who is a veteran of LTC Theater, has directed several shows, mm-hmm. several shows that Gil and I have both been in. That's right. Um, he's going to be doing a few pieces. And and I want to, before I go on, I want to expand. You know, this is Shakespeare adjacent foolishness. Yes. The reason we added adjacent is because um, <laughs> we're not just doing Shakespeare. We also have a few Shakespearean parodies. Uh-huh. And that's, I got to be yeah. honest, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that. The minute I heard, I think Gil was saying, is it one you're going to do, Rachel, that is uh, like R2-D2 monologue? No, she'll change the monologue. I, I decided on um, a Luke Skywalker monologue from <laughs> Verily and New Hope. You know what? Star Wars mixed with Shakespeare, I'm here for it. I think that's going to be awesome. Star Wars is one of my favorite franchises, and we'll get into that And there's that a later. whole series of books out by Quirk Books <laughs> yes. where they take them and write them in Shakespearean fashion. They d- they've done all the Star Wars, at least the tr- first tr- original they've trilogy. They've done the original trilogy. They've done uh, the prequels and the sequels. Okay, I didn't know that. Point. And, and interesting. Interestingly enough, all written by the same guy, Ian Dosher, I mm-hmm. think is his name. And he actually wrote Much Ado About Mean Girls, which is one of the monologues Brennan's going to do. Yep. Is from Much Ado About Mean Girls. Awesome. Um, uh, we've got my bestest friend in the whole wide world, Gray <laughs> Drake. Um, and not only are they going to be doing a monologue and a scene, um, they're going to be singing a song called The Willow Maid. And the thing oh, yeah. about Gray, I love Gray. Gray is my best friend. Gray has a gorgeous voice. <laughs> Gray always sings songs that make me cry. No, no. <laughs> and we got together a couple weeks ago. We have a monthly movie night where we watch a, a film together. And um, they said, let me let me play this song for you. And I said, okay. And, and we get through it, and I look at him, and I go, I fucking hate you. <laughs> and they go, what? And I said, why do you always pick songs that make me cry? No. Uh, Gray's doing this on, our, on the ukulele? No, Gray is going to be accompanied by our musicians. Oh, okay, Because we okay. are also going to have some, not only are we going to do these scenes, um, we're going to have Elizabethan era music mm-hmm. from classical guitarist Michael Patilla. Dr. Michael Dr. Patilla. Dr. Michael Patilla. <laughs> and he will be accompanied um, by his wife, Sophie Patilla, on the uh, recorder. Oh, rec- oh, sorry. That's yeah, right. Yeah, they make it- I almost said loot, and I'm like, that's way wrong. That's a guitar thing. Um, yeah. Um, but we've, So we've got them. Uh, and then um, last but absolutely certainly not least, uh, we will also have Laurel Preston, once again, another veteran of LTC Theater, both on stage and backstage. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's going to be doing several, a few monologues and a, few, and a scene with Gray. And um, Laurel has probably my favorite monologue in the whole 
show. She's going to be the doing epilogue? the the. Well, I love the epilogue, oh. but um, she's doing a monologue from Hen King Henry the Eighth. Oh yeah, yeah. For okay. Catherine, his first wife, Catherine of Aragorn, and I won't get into that because this isn't a Tudor podcast. <laughs> but um, Laurel and I are huge Tudor files. We love anything that has to do with Tudor era England, from Henry the Seventh all the way to Elizabeth the First. Wow. So it's 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 incredible, and she ki Laurel kills it. She kills anything. I mean, not like animals or people but <laughs> performances she she's well, an incredible i've learned a there, lot from there may be a few ex-boyfriends in the there might be i mean that, mm, there's know. been a few times she's had to keep me from <laughs> <laughs> well and i've never been on the on the stage with uh, any of the people that right. that you listed but i have had the pleasure of doing a number of improv yes. classes with several of these same people mm -hmm. and very much just a blast. And I think this is going to be a fun night yes. again. Uh, and this is a great way if you're, if you're out there and you're thinking Shakespeare, yeah. <laughs> I think this is going to be a great way to mm -hmm. dip your toe in the Shakespearean water, so to speak, and have a good time with it. Well, yeah. Rachel and I, uh, well, we're going to each do a monologue yeah. or two. Or yeah, I'm doing, uh, I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm doing two monologues. Okay. And we're doing a scene together. Yes. And uh, <laughs> she discovered, I didn't even know this existed. I didn't either. And I'm I, like, I'm in. <laughs> I was looking, I was looking, I love parodies in general. Like, I, I'm a, I love parodies of, as long as they're good. I mean, like, some of the, like, scary movies weren't great. <laughs> but, you know, I love a good parody. And so I was like, what other parodies are out there? And I found... A little, little show called Two Gentlemen of Lebowski, <laughs> which is Shakespeare meets the Big Lebowski. <laughs> and, and interestingly enough, it is my, uh, my longtime partner. I've been with him 19 years. It is his favorite movie. Mm -hmm. It is one of Gil's favorite mm -hmm. movies. It is one you of know, my favorite movies. Gil and I are both Dudist priests. <gasps> really? Yep, we're yeah. ordained. Uh, we are now, ordained. I think I knew that about you, Gil, but I did not yep. know that about oh, yeah. you, Tony. Yeah. And Dudism, we could have a whole hour on that alone. <laughs> yep. I, 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 I am abide. a practicing Buddhist, and the similarities between Dudism and Buddhism <laughs> are incredible. I fully support any faith that worships a fat guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> totally on board I mean, for that. I, and I'll be, I'll be honest, folks, those who, who know my partner know, I like I like a big guy. I like a big guy. You like be big fair, butts and you cannot lie. To be fair, I like a big girl too. So <laughs> I, I'm just pretty much for me everybody's sexy. It's terrible. It's it's a it's a gift and a curse. Well, it's funny because when uh, Rachel said uh, figured out which monologue she wanted to do, I said you pick yeah. it. I'll I'll do what you want. Yeah. Anything from Lebowski is great. Uh, <laughs> she picked one out and it's a it's a great scene. Oh my and gosh. she goes, who do you want to be? I'm like, I want to be the dude. Or in this case, it's the knave. The knave. And uh, she goes, oh, great, because I wanted to be Walter. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this worked it, great. It is also my favorite scene from the movie, um, and in a movie filled with <laughs> incredible scenes. It was, it was a really difficult task to narrow it down, honestly. I can um, imagine. It was really difficult. That's why I let you pick. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I saw it, I bought the book, which I have this – I. I am a I am a trained librarian. I've studied library <laughs> science. I am a book nerd, and I have made a promise to myself not to buy new books until I read all the ones <laughs> I own. And I was nope. like, nope, I gotta have this. <laughs> <laughs> well, we needed it for business purposes. Well, yeah, that's yeah. what I said. I yeah. said, you know, and yeah, pretty much any money being spent on this show has come from mine or Gil's pocket. Yeah. Now the yeah. nice thing is yeah. because this is a fundraiser, you can write that book that book purchase off as a business expense <laughs> oh. as a charitable donation. You right? know, I know nothing about about 
taxes or any of that stuff. So I never thought of that. So guess what I'm I'm thinking that's a charitable donation right there. It is. Yeah. I mean, it is. Well, then then I'm glad I I spent $300 on it. I was going to say, I have no, I can tell you that you can write that off, but don't ask me how the hell to do that. Yeah. That's why I, that's why I go to an accountant place. Yeah. That's somebody far above my pay grade and uh, IQ score. Yeah, that's <laughs> no, beyond my shoe size. So forget Same. that. But yeah, that I think that's. I mean, that right there. We we did a read through of it, and oh my uh, gosh. just just right off the bat, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be fun. Yeah. So well, and and yeah. how long are we? Uh, do we think the show's gonna be hour, hour and a half, something along that line? We would love line? to keep it at ninety minutes, but you know, it may be about two hours. As long as the air conditioning's working. As long as the air conditioning's working. If the air conditioning's not working, fifteen minutes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Thanks for Cut it down. <laughs> yep. Fifteen minutes and my eight-hour deodorant will have tapped out. And yeah. <laughs> well, luckily yeah. for us, one of the uh, Laurel who's doing uh, doing some of the scene work and stuff with us. Yeah. Uh, she works at uh, uh, the people that are repairing the air conditioning. Yeah. So she's keeping us posted on that. Yeah. We're like, <laughs> you know, I mean, which, which you know, she's not in charge of them. But no. we're like, you know, if you could just want to nudge them <laughs> along a little bit. Yeah. We'll um, take it. So, so yeah, yeah. The sooner we can rehearse in the air-conditioned space, yeah. the better. Yeah, we, we've, we've already decided the next couple rehearsals will probably be um, at somebody's house. Yeah. <laughs> that has air conditioning. <laughs> not mine because it's tiny. <laughs> and also my mom's. Well, I think we we're going with Dr. Becker's. Uh, yeah. I think she said said she had a We've done actually we did a show together and we did a yep. read through at her house before. We did a read through uh, her house. Brother we also Grimm. had the cast party there. Oh yeah, yeah. Um I've done read throughs at several people's houses. This town is not safe from me <laughs> at all. So but yeah, I mean it's going to be a great night. It and again, really is. for anybody that's thinking Shakespeare not nerdy, first of all, I'll be the first one to tell you. <laughs> yes, it is, especially look, if you get into it. Look, we covered whether Shakespeare is nerdy or not. Star Wars sure as hell is, right? And, and the mm-hmm. Big Lebowski, yeah. please. Yeah. So we are well within the nerddom. Rachel's even got a lightsaber. I uh, yeah yeah lightsaber. Um. Or tried to find, I've tried to find a womp rat, but those things are hard to come those by. Those things are tough. Um, not well, as only like three meters. They're too. not as plentiful as, like, say, a Cardassian vole from Star Trek. So, yeah, folks, what, uh, I am a nerd. What color is your lightsaber? <laughs> it's going to be green, I it's gonna think. It's going to be green. got to be green. It's Luke. Okay. All right. It, it is Luke. It's got to be green. I, uh, I, was really, I was really pegging you more of a purple mace windu, bad motherfucker kind of. Personally, okay, so I love the... Uh, Knights of the Old Republic games. Mm-hmm. And that 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 sacred, that so hard to find silver crystal. Yeah. I get it every game. Nice. Oh, look at you. That is and I've played those games about a dozen times. I love those games. <laughs> See, she is a nerd. She is a nerd. <laughs> so but yeah, July thirtieth, yeah. you 7 guys PM. seven PM. Free will donation. Mm-hmm. Come wherever you're coming from. You go to downtown Palestine. It's a small town. Small it's town. easy to find. It's on Main Street. Ye- if you want the address, it's one two three Main Street. <laughs> it it, it really sm- is. That's, that's not how a joke. small the town is, folks. <laughs> yeah. so it's one yeah. two three. One two three Main Street. Yeah. Um, put it in your GPS, your Google Maps, your MapQuest. That I think MapQuest is dead. Is I there MapQuest? <laughs> I think I printed those out last. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You know, put I love I love you, Rachel, but you just dated yourself <laughs> hard. I am I am a nerd, but not a techie. I was, I was just gonna say, weighs it, and you'd be good to go. So. <laughs> get your Map quest. get your get your. Oh, I had a joke and I lost it. Never mind. Never mind. Can you edit that out? Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll edit it. Insert joke here. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> 
Rewind. I'm just really nervous because this is my first podcast oh, ever. So. Well. Ever, ever, ever. Well, we broke you in right. So. Well, we'll try to be gentle. <laughs> well, we encourage everybody to, to mark it on your yes. calendar again. July 30th, 7 p.m., Fife mm-hmm. Opera House, downtown Palestine. Ooh. A night of Shakespearean adjacent foolishness. Ooh. And again, it is a fundraiser mm-hmm. for, and this is kind of a selfish thing. Yeah. It's a fundraiser for our Live at the Fife radio show. Yeah, Most which, of my fundraisers are selfish. Which the three of us are involved in. And uh, for those of you wondering, no, I will not be delivering a monologue. I will be running sound and lights right. to a degree <laughs> as best as we can in the five. Yeah, so. I hope you're ready because we got several uh, gobos and several uh, gels that we're going to be using on the lights and we're going to interchange between scenes. As long as I can do it from the back of the house, I don't care. But if, <laughs> but if you want my chunky ass to run up there and swap out filters, you're on your own. Oh, best right. I can do is turn them up and turn them down. Well, we told them that they're I can on. occasionally change colors. <laughs> like, well, like if you want to be basked in green for your monologue, Rachel, I can do that. <laughs> Uh, if you want to go, maybe a little Sith vibe. Ooh. I could throw some red up there, Ooh. and you know. Didn't, don't get Rachel me started and I are the only on ones going to have kit color. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. well, so we told everybody, so, "Yeah, we're going to have uh, sound. We're going to have lights. Uh, lights are off or on. Yeah. <laughs> lights exactly. are basic, and then like we're going to be in these beautiful washes, and they're going to yeah, be like, like we hate you guys.' Yeah. yeah now absolutely. we want paid. <laughs> well, uh, I encourage everybody to check it out again. Uh, what is it? At the Fife on Facebook. If yes. uh, if our our podcast listeners want to get more information about yeah. the Fife event, uh, the Fife itself, and it is a beautiful oh, venue that yeah. is available for rental. It's it's been around since the early 1900s, and I'm talking like 1901, 1904. Mm-hmm. I think is the, I think is the actual years 1904. Well, and and it's been a little the building itself has been a little bit of everything yeah, yeah. including was, a hardware store and yep. a funeral parlor yeah, funeral, yeah they've, they've yeah. embalmed bodies in the back just right behind the stage basically right yeah yeah, yeah. i think there's still a casket there in is there. a child's casket yeah, yeah. it's very creepy and, and I, I tried not to take it personally they have a big freight elevator that i've been told was used to bring horses up yes. to the theater when they had uh, mm-hmm. big stage productions up there mm-hmm. But they were very quick to tell me not to stand on it and ride it up. Hey, if it makes you feel better, what they the told hell? me not to stand on it, too. And I was like, you couldn't pay me to stand on that rickety thing. Thank well, you, baby. And every time we do a show up there, if there's equipment that has to be brought up, we yeah. put the equipment on it. And I can step on it and put the equipment when right. it's down low. But once we get it up to the uh, theater level, <laughs> I tell Gil, go. Yeah. You're older than I am. You've lived a good long life. <laughs> Go get the equipment. I, on the other hand, give it a wide berth every time. Because um, I'm, I'm a scared wee lass. All right. Well, Rachel, you good to stick around and talk yeah, nerdy stuff yeah. with us? All right, cool. We're going to be back. I'll talk nerdy to you. We're going to be back with uh, Rachel and Gil. How about you? Do you want to? Yeah, I guess I'll stick. You want to? You want to stick around and be a part of my podcast? <laughs> I guess. All right, cool. Well, stick around. We'll be back with more Nerd Up podcast right after this. Nerd Up podcast. Have you ever wondered what makes Eagle Theater possible? It's you. In a world of Netflix, Amazon Prime, and YouTube, it's your loyalty to Eagle Theater that makes first-run movies here a thing. And we want to say thank you with the annual popcorn bucket. Buy the annual bucket and you're set to save. When you buy the bucket, we'll fill it for free. And each time you come back for another visit, we'll fill it for just $3.50. Buy the bucket, support the Eagle Theater, and save. 
Uh, welcome back to the Nerd Up Podcast. I've got Gil and Rachel decided to hang out with us and talk nerd. <laughs> Uh, appreciate you uh, hanging out and I appreciate uh, being allowed to hang breaking out. up the sausage fest that is the uh, Nerd Up podcast. I'm just excited I don't get kicked. I, I don't think people really like my voice for too long. I'm like, wow, a whole hour of me. They're no. going to really regret that. Well, uh, I, I mentioned in the intro a couple of things I want to talk about is uh, Star Trek Strange New World. Well, since it's uh, your podcast now. Yeah, since it's my <laughs> podcast, that's exactly what we're going to talk about. Uh, my second favorite Star Trek show on right now is uh, the, the Orville. Or- the Orville, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good yes. I, I love, love the I love the Orville. It is, it is fantastic. And Gil and I have talked a number of times. There was a time where we were at kind of a... Kind of a drought of quality yeah. Star oh, Trek shows, mm-hmm. 100% and agree. and the Orville when it first came on yes. fit that bill. You can tell that it is a love letter from uh, Seth MacFarlane. Well, Seth MacFarlane, yes. Okay. Well, I, and if you almost, look at the credits, they've got several people from the original Star Trek franchise, yeah. Um, like uh, Ira Baird Stevenson, I think is his name. Um, Jonathan have, Frakes has Jonathan directed Frakes a number directed of the. Several. They've had Robert Picardo from Voyager. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, they've had uh, Flocks, I think is his name. I can't think of the actor's name, but he was uh-huh. on Enterprise, which yep. isn't oh, my wow. favorite, but I loved Flocks. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I will say, uh, anyone who is a Star Trek fan should be watching Strange New Worlds. Mm-hmm. And really, uh, and the Orville is an absolute love letter to Gene Roddenberry's yeah. Star Trek. Yeah, 100%. I, I, I made my way through Star Trek Discovery the first couple of seasons. And <laughs> it, honestly, even for a diehard Star Trek fan, I mean, I've got yeah. Star Trek tattooed on my arm. <laughs> it was a tough watch because yeah, it was not that. really Roddenberry. Star Trek? Uh, the minute I saw what the Klingons looked like, I, I, I oh, you, mm, me well, and JD, we just, we lost our shit. And uh, here's we were the, not happy. And here's the thing. To be fair, the physical appearance of the Klingons has changed True. dramatically throughout the course mm-hmm. of Star Trek. I will acknowledge that. However... <laughs> What the hell were they thinking what? on Discovery? Oh my even, gosh. even the way they're coding. I I have a headache just thinking about it. Even like, the, the oh my god because the Klingons in the JJ uh, JJ Abrams movies looked different than yes. they do in the Next Generation but era. That, but that's now become the I think it's the Kelvin universe. Yeah, or Clevin yeah. or something. Yeah, it's so a it different. Is, it's it's kind of separate, which yeah. is good because <laughs> I don't like JJ Abrams. Uh, you know. So I didn't like. They weren't my favorite. Really they not. Were okay. Lenslayer, Lenslayer, Lenslayer. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't want to go blind when I'm watching a movie. Is my thing. Um, and 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 that's not to say they weren't good movies. Right. My thing was. If you'd have just given it a different name, if it had just been its own science fiction deal, I would have loved it. Right. I really would have. But it wasn't, for me, you know, I'm not a purist. You know, I, I'm okay with, you know, I, I was, I used to be, I used to be just one of those awful toxic nerds. Like, <laughs> oh, I was terrible. When Disney bought Star Wars, I I was a nightmare. I don't know how I had any friends. Um, but I've gotten to the point where, you know, I'm not a purist. I don't mind changes. But... To me, you've got to capture that essence, that yeah. spirit, that soul. And I didn't feel like they captured the soul of Star Trek. In the first and, um, movie, definitely not. No. And, and, and I will say that the Strange New Worlds, Gil, you've watched all but oh, the last episode. Yeah. yeah. It 100% captures what the original series was and, and what TNG was. It yeah. is very much a crisis of the week kind yeah. of kind yeah. of series 
which is spectacular. You know, there is still a, a because it's 10 episode season, so okay. there's still overarching storylines okay. that carry you through the season. But for the most part, each episode is a contained thing unto mm-hmm. itself. Oh, okay. There are callbacks to previous episodes, and but absolutely phenomenal. And they, in my opinion, did a spectacular job of recasting obviously iconic characters. Yeah, Christopher yeah. Pike, uh, yeah. the actor that they've got, uh, Anson Mount, yep. I think is his name. The actor they have playing Pike is spectacular. Okay. Uh, even my wife, who is kind of an insulary Star Trek fan, <laughs> when she saw the the guy playing Spock, she went, "Well, he looks like a weird combination of Zachary Quinto and Leonard Nimoy." <laughs> yeah, Ooh. he does. Too. See, and Quinto was Quinto and Bones. Uh, uh, Carl, Carl Urban. Urban. Yes, those two I thought were the best parts of the J.J. Abrams movies. Um, well, I thought they were just really well done. And I and I so appreciated I appreciated the. Uh, uh, Chris Pine as Kirk. He was Chris Pine enough mm-hmm. and not overly Shatner. True. But there was one or two times where he Shatnered it up just a bit. He Shatnered all over the, the <laughs> yeah. stage. And, and but it worked in those moments yeah. in those scenes. Uh, yeah, so. you can't you can't be Shatnering all over it. <laughs> and I think the beautiful thing is that they gave us Carl Urban. I mean, uh, he, he may be a cheeky little cunt, but still he's uh, awesome as I, Bones. He was really good. I, Carl Urban. Uh, <laughs> we're not talking about the boys today. So I'll, I'll, well, we I'll, might. I'll, oh, I'll keep it. If we're talking about Carl Urban, we can have. Absolutely talk about the boys. I, I will tell you, the boys is one of my favorite comic book series. I own all of them. I have read them numerous times. I know people, when they know what it is, they're like, are you kidding me? <laughs> um, especially because, um, just for those of you who um, don't know, I, I work at a sexual assault crisis center. <laughs> um, and if you've read the boys, um, you're like... How? <laughs> yeah, how? Um, but I and love if- the books, and I was a little hesitant to watch the show. And I did, and I'm glad I did, because <laughs> Carl Urban just destroys it as Billy Butcher. Mm-hmm. Destroys it. What, what are your, what's your take on uh, Homelander, the actor that they have playing Homelander in the, the I series? I didn't think it could get better. Because <laughs> and, and, I, I love to hate Homelander. I love to hate Homelander. But the guy they cast as him is even more unhinged. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I love it. I the casting on that show. Yes, they've changed things from the comics, but once again, I am trying to be better. Right. Um, the casting in that is just incredible. Jack is it Jack Quaid as as yes. Wee Huey, which Wee they don't Huey. call him Wee Huey in the show, but he will always be Wee Huey in right. my heart. I mean, just from the get go, uh, I've loved it. The only one I have a little issue with is Frenchie and. That's but how do you play that character right. in real life? Mm-hmm. Well, it's and not possible. Here's the thing: I went into watching the Amazon series The Boys mm-hmm. completely unencumbered. Oh, I hadn't read any of the comics. Oh, what I was shock. I was briefly be... I was a little familiar with the sure. concept of what it was, but I hadn't sure. read the comics, and so I went into it not fully knowing what to expect. And then within the first two minutes of the first episode. Huey's holding the hands of his girlfriend, <laughs> who just explodes into a cloud of red mist. And that is so well like, done, especially oh. if you've read the comics. It That scene is almost, I mean, it's a little different. They're at a fair in the comics, stuff like that, and they're in Scotland. But, I mean, that, that scene of him holding her hands is just like the little panel in the comics. 
And it just shook me. Like, I just started crying. And I was like, I'm going to love this. <laughs> <laughs> and is there, is there a part of you that feels a little uneasy about admitting to people oh, how much you love right, the boy? Yeah. Absolutely. I, I, I know people well, look at me I can tell you perfectly, again, knowing where you work, uh, <laughs> I don't even know what brought it up in conversation. Uh, we were talking about shows. We were talking about uh, Strange New Worlds, I think. Yeah. And that you were going to get around to watching it. And then I said, oh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm usually busy with the boys first, though. And she goes, oh, I love them. And I'm like, what? You <laughs> like the what? It, uh, uh, years and years ago, years ago, I mean, I don't think the series had even finished yet. A friend of ours was like, let me tell you about this, this comic book series I'm reading. And he starts describing it. And I'm like, I'm not going to like that. <laughs> and he goes, just try it. And he let me borrow it. And, um, and like I said, now I own all of, them. all of them. Now, one disappointment I have with the show. Mm -hmm. One disappointment. Mm -hmm. If you've read the comics, you're going to know what I'm saying. <laughs> Where is Love Sausage? <laughs> love Sausage is one of my favorite He's only been on ever. two episodes. Yeah. He's, he's <laughs> just, they they had it the... for a second, and that was it. <sighs> That's Tony's <Yeah>. favorite. <laughs> he's, in the comics, he's incredible. He's, <laughs> there's a scene where they're, they're, they're in Russia. Um, doing you know the boys stuff mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's a scene where they're running i think they're running from some people or they're chasing after and they have to go through a strip club and we he was running with love sausage and love sausage stop i can't go on he has gotten an erection <laughs> from the the strippers and cannot run because all the blood has flowed to his penis <laughs> that's yeah. And it is that's, a, that's actually AI penis. I mean, I'm thinking, you know, uh, it, it you know, is, it is incredibly funny. And that's <laughs> the beauty of the comic is with all this, this crazy. I mean, because it has these really, you know, kind of dark, heavy themes and it's very gory. But the humor in it, I mean, mm -hmm. the stuff with Tech Knight. Oh, my God. I, I just it, it just for me, it may be. I think a lot of people will disagree with me here mm -hmm. when I say this. But for me, that series is high art. Well, and I love, I, I absolutely love the idea. And that's, uh, you know, my wife <laughs> caught me watching an episode. <laughs> sounds right? dir sounds no, dirtier than it. And, I can't you know. watch it with JD. I have but to watch it on my laptop. My, my wife caught me watching an episode and I got the, what the hell are you watching? <laughs> and I explained it to her in, it is, it is, for me, it's a fascinating character study mm -hmm. of Superman is only Superman, is only a hero because Superman chooses to be a hero. What do you do with somebody who chooses violence right. on the daily basis? And I think that's the entire concept behind the boys is yeah. great. Run, it, it, is, yeah. it is a study in absolute power corrupts absolute. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, these people have absolute power. They have superpowers. You know, however they got him, whether it's VCon, however... They have superpowers, and and this and and if you think about, I, I hate to say this, but when you look at society the way it is today, I think it's a very realistic portrayal of how superheroes would be. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, yeah. In this day and, and age, and I scares, definitely. Yeah. It kind of scares me. <laughs> absolutely. When you talk about, you know, when they start talking about uh, views, and they do what they do for social media yeah. hits mm -hmm. and social media followers, and yeah. You know, it it absolutely is. It's superhero if it were run by a giant mouse-eared corporate. I mean, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> uh, 
absolutely. True. And that's and, that, and I love if, the way. That if anybody on this happens. podcast disappears, it's probably because I just mouthed off about <laughs> the, mouse. the mouse house. <laughs> so. Oh, so it will be back to my podcast. Right? Yes, it will be. It will be back to your I podcast. Love the mouse. <laughs> well, and, and Rachel, you touched on uh, the boys dealing with some really intense uh, subject matter. That I think has been one of the things that I've I've loved about Star Trek throughout yeah. the years. Yes. But I Same. really Orville, particularly yes. this season, has oh. friggin' killed. And and I know that this. This is the third season of yes. Orville, yeah. I believe, yeah. and it was supposed to happen two years ago before the pandemic, and yeah. and yeah. so I I I believe that a lot of these scripts were probably written a couple of years ago, right? Oh, but yeah. holy crap, are they incredibly timely and topical well, to the conversations that are being had? Right now, I would mm-hmm. imagine because I know a lot of shows like Brooklyn Nine Nine and some other uh, Blackish. Um, I'm a big fan of Blackish. I'm rewatching it right now, um, but I know a lot of shows they had to scrap a lot of their scripts, and I would imagine the Orville did that. They scrapped what they had and and were like, "We got things we have to talk because you know during the pandemic." It wasn't just the pandemic going on. Right, right. And I know this isn't a social justice podcast, and I won't get into it. Um, But, you know, a lot happened. And I would imagine a lot of these writers and cast and crew and production said, we have to talk about, especially with the Orville, like you said, just like, and that's one of the beautiful things about the Star Trek franchise, is this, you know, we're holding a mirror up to society. Now, my personal favorite Star Trek is um, Deep Space Nine. And that hmm. was one that not only held up a mirror, but said, look at it! <laughs> you know, they, they kind of went beyond metaphor in that. And, and mm. I feel like the Orville is, is really starting to do that themselves. Absolutely. I'm, I'm just, and I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a Seth MacFarlane fan. <laughs> um, I love his, he actually had an album, he did an album of big band music. Oh, yeah, was, he's got a I phenomenal rap pack. I love that album. Um, but like I, I don't care for Family Guy. I don't care for American Dad. You know, I, well, I used to like him, but I just can't get into him. And anymore. is it but Orville? Just is it just me, or has this third season of Orville felt a little less Family Guy? Like the yeah. first couple of seasons felt very kind of Family Guy. There well, were there were yeah. they were still dealing with some very spectacular, heavy concepts, and it was set in a sci-fi environment. Mm-hmm. But there was maybe a little more of that. Uh, Seth MacFarlane humor sprinkled throughout it. Right. But like the third season seems to me just a little less I family guy. I think they guy. started kind of doing that in the second season, but it's really, and, and I think it's because when it first came out, you know, it was like, hey, there's this, here's this Star Trek parody. And I think they're realizing it's much more than that. But I can't yeah, decide yeah. if it's a Star Trek parody or if it's a Galaxy Quest parody <laughs> that was a Galax- that was a Star Trek, Trek parody. parody yeah. you know. give, give me a Galaxy Quest TV show. It is a, it is a turducken of spectacular. R.I.P. because, oh my God, that movie is incredible. Yeah, and, and you know, and I think the one of the things that healthy fandom should be able to do is to look at itself yes. and laugh about the ridiculous Absolutely. nature of fandom. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. we're okay, nerds, yeah. but I get that, you know, the Trekkies, the hardcore dress up and cosplay. Mm-hmm. And I went to school with a kid and I'm a huge Star Trek nerd. I will make no bones about that. I went to school with a kid who actually owned the, engineering handbooks and schematics for the enterprise and could talk 
about how the dilithium chamber actually functioned. <laughs> wow. And it's the same guys that know Klingon. Yeah. Look, mm-hmm. I got a yeah, I got yeah. my Father's Day card my daughter gave me. She actually says Happy Father's Day and then it's written in Klingon. Aww. And I'm like, do you know how to speak Klingon? She goes, Absolutely not. I just looked it up. And I went, Okay, fair enough, it. but you took the time it. to look Wait, it up. That's sweet as hell. He's he's skipping the part where he cried after reading in Klingon. Just saying. Just saying. Well, yeah, I mean <laughs> Happy Father's Day in English is fine. Right. Happy Father's I mean, somebody Day in gives Klingon. Me a card and it's written in Klingon. I can't read Klingon either, but I would probably tear up. Yeah. I'd be like, you know, and, you know, you, know you say the Star Trek, the diehard Star Trek, can I just put out a call to both Star Trek and Star Wars fans? <laughs> Can't we all just get along? <laughs> Absolutely. I love both franchises. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I, am, I am hardcore Star Trek. Star Trek will be the thing that has been a an, a, an important part of my mm-hmm. youth. Yeah. My, and, you know... Uh, if I were if gun to my head, if you could say I, I can live in one universe or the other, mm-hmm. I'm going to pick Star Trek because, frankly, it's more optimistic than Star <laughs> that Wars. That's fair. That's you know, fair. Star Trek has much fewer space Nazis. <laughs> That's but, fair. You know, but, well, yeah, I, I love Star Wars. Uh, you know, my granddaughter absolutely giggles every time I go. <laughs> hey, so you want, speaking of Star Wars noises, um, so I actually met the guy who was the voice of Salacious Crumb. Oh, he wow. gave me a free autograph because I did this. <laughs> and he said, I have never heard anybody do that so well. Excellent. And I got a free autograph for it. Oh, and it hangs on my wall in a place of pride. <laughs> um, I take pride in that laugh. Well, I, I've said before on the podcast that uh, I, I I was never really a Star Wars fan. I mean, I like I mean science fiction. I'll watch science sure, fiction no yeah, matter what, absolutely, and even if they're bad. But and I was never like as as much of a fan as I am of Star Trek. Okay, and uh, until well, you served on the Enterprise for Christ's sake, I did serve <laughs> on the Enterprise, true. so I have to. Yeah, it's kind of long. You served on the Enterprise oh, yeah. with James Doohan. Yes, I did, Scotty. He actually. Are you- he I was, was on a board bridge he, with Scotty on the Enterprise. Holy Jesus! <laughs> right, and you and people you know wonder what? why when Gil started here at the radio <laughs> station, why he and I clicked so hard <laughs> because you know, well, Gil, tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, I was in the Navy and I served on the Enterprise. <gasps> <laughs> he said I was serving on the Enterprise at the same time that uh, he said, you know, the actor that plays Scotty. Uh huh. <laughs> Scotty was doing a promotional cruise wow. in the Navy, and he was aboard the inter. Uh-huh. So you you served with Scotty on the Enterprise, <laughs> and and then Tony died, and now we're talking to his ghost. Yeah, we got his Force ghost here. Yeah. Or wait, no, that'd be Star Wars. So. <laughs> it's called a mashup. Oh yeah, and it's awesome. And it's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, and and I uh, up until you know, I, I again, I watched all the movies. Sure, I I saw the even the latest ones, but it wasn't until Mandalorian Ooh. hit the Disney Plus that yeah. I'm like, Ooh-wee. I'm a Star Wars fan. That's have you have you watched show, Kenobi? Yes, uh, not Kenobi yet. Um, oh, for those for those listening, um, I am uh, very very picky about watching shows. I will not watch them week to week. I will only binge um, because uh, that's what streaming was supposed to do for television. And screw you, people who put them out once a week. Yeah. Yeah. Amazon Prime, we're looking at you. Amazon yes. Prime. Uh, Hulu, yeah. Disney, Disney Plus, yeah. um, sometimes Peacock. Compar- I have a lot of streaming services. <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> well, 
I I think I can I think I can safely say you're going to enjoy Kenobi. I, I think I will. I From think, the clips I've seen, I I love Obi Wan in mm. general. Um, he's a great character. Well, then might I just say hello there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've got the high ground. <laughs> oh um, my! Oh wait, yeah. that's a and and <laughs> I and I we don't have the time for me to get into my rant about Jedi, but I will say Obi Wan is the only Jedi uh, <laughs> I have a lot of respect for um <laughs> and even then i'm like sometimes watching the prequels i'm like are you kidding me <laughs> red flat we we like to watch i love the clone wars cartoon and um we mm-hmm. love to watch it and um we we always say you know everybody in the jedi miss these red flags that anakin was going to turn to the dark side and we love watching the show and every time anakin does something that's very obviously not cool or kosher with the Jedi. We go, red flag, red flag. And I mean, if if it was a drinking game, we'd be drunk by the end of the first episode. Yeah, that's true. That is true. And, and like I said, I could give you a whole hour on, on my rant about the Jedi. Well, the Obi-Wan like series, uh, you're going to even love it more. You got Anakin back uh, mm. as Darth Vader, uh, yeah. but it's James Earl Jones' voice. Oh, yeah. And Hayden Christensen's so in the body. Uh, that really made my day. As soon as oh. I heard the voice, I'm like, "Oh, I'm in." Well, and I am, I am fascinated by how they were able to do that. Yeah, because yeah, it is, it that. is James Earl Jones, circa 1970. Wow. That it, I mean, it's it's got that same clarity, base, and Ooh. depth and timber, and it's actually done through artificial intelligence. Through okay, kind of uh, like a deep fake for voice. Yeah, deep fake for voice. They did the they did something similar in uh, the episodes of uh, Book of Bo. That Luke Skywalker was in. Okay, yeah. It was yeah. Mark Hamill. It was Mark Hamill's voice, but it was done through yeah. deepfake essentially. Yeah. And so it is absolutely James Earl Jones' voice, but they've created an entirely new dialogue by sampling cool. his voice over That's the years. Wild. And it is. That's but it, wild. it's. I can't tell. Book yeah. of Boba Fett. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! I love me some Boba Fett. Um, I, my um, my key lanyard over here that has my keys is is uh, Boba Fett. It has the Mythosaur. <laughs> it's amazing um, how much I, of a fandom he has for only having like three minutes of screen yep. time in the originals, you know. <laughs> well, see, uh, I, I am, I was, part of why I was so upset when Disney bought Star Wars is they basically scrapped the entire expanded universe. I actually collect expanded universe novels. I have mm. all but, I think, 20 at this point. Um, I so there's actually a lot of Boba Fett in the expanded universe that is really fascinating. Ah. Well, and that's what I, one of the things I appreciate with the Disney Plus series, mm-hmm. the Mandalorian yeah. and Book of Boba. They're they're not completely eliminating that expanded yeah, universe. They're, they're, really they're bringing in some of that, mm-hmm. you know, Clone War and, yeah. and stuff and, like that. And, and I'm really excited for that because, like, as I, and I know not everybody's a reader, so like I totally understand. You know why some people didn't get into it. You know, not everybody has the time or the inclination to read. That is fine. I will not judge people for that. Um, but I, I do love seeing, I do love seeing that some of those great things coming in. Um, I, I would love to see Jason and uh, Jaina solo, um, which I think is kind of what they did a little bit with Ray and um, Kylo, mm. um, which sucks because I really, I really love those. Um, th- they're. Their rescue is at one point Chewbacca rescues them and, and it takes his life and it's one of the most Aww. poignant things I've ever, I mean I've bawled like a well, baby and isn't um, Dave Filoni 
is the mm. one that's behind like the everything clone good. war yeah, yes. yeah <laughs> everything good, good. Yeah, because, because avatar the last airbender i think book i know mandalorian i yeah, think book i think of book boba of boba too. yeah um i wouldn't be surprised he, if he's got something to do with kenobi he seems a little to me like the kevin feige of yes. the star wars yeah. stuff kevin feige yeah. is to marvel what right. dave filoni is to star wars probably i i would say even i i would say even better because um, Kevin Feige or whatever his Feige. name is has said some <laughs> douchey things, and Dave Filoni has not. Because <laughs> um, I, I will never forgive Feige or whatever for um, the even though it did get made the well, we're not going to make a Black Widow movie because nobody wants to see female superheroes. Suck my dick, Kevin. <laughs> Suck my non-existent dick, okay? And when it came out, they released it at the wrong time. Yes. So. <laughs> Uh, and and that was so fun. That was such a fun one. Uh, well, and Scarlett Johansson's phenomenal. Who the hell wouldn't want to see her kick ass? I, right? She you could know? just. It could just be two hours of her walking down a hall in a cat suit, and I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> well, I'm gonna watch that. Apparently. I didn't get the memo that as a guy, I'm not supposed to like female badasses <laughs> I because I grew up. I grew up uh, watching. Some of the shittiest <laughs> kung fu martial arts movies you have ever seen in your life. But one of my favorite actresses from those movies was a woman named Cynthia Rothrock. Okay. And she was a badass. And she was she was the female equivalent of Jean-Claude Van Damme at oh, the time. Cool. And she was first off, she was smoking hot. And she could kick ass, mm -hmm. and I'm here for it. I, you know, so apparently I didn't get the memo that I wasn't supposed to appreciate strong women. Well, yeah, because only women read Wonder Woman comics. Right. Right. Only women read Black Widow comics. Right. No, no, right. no. Well, I, I can tell you, mine. Uh, uh, Heavy metal, remember the movie? Uh -huh. Oh yeah, Tarna. I mean, uh, yeah. the movie was like, oh, this is fun. This is cool. When she came in and kicked those guys' ass in that mining, I'm like. Well, let's. So she's awesome. We right. need a show of her only. Let's I, face it. Uh, the Mad Max Fury Road, yes. phenomenal oh. movie. Charlize Theron, best part of that freaking movie. Yes, yes. Best part. You know. And and I'll be honest, I've not seen any of the other Mad Max movies. And people have told me I don't really need to. No, <laughs> no, no. no. And honestly, my favorite Mad Max movie is Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome because Tina Tina Turner, uh, Tina Turner is such a badass in it. Yeah. You know, she so yeah. yeah apparently, no. I didn't get that memo. Uh, I know a lot of guys who didn't get that memo, and I'm thankful that those are the kind of guys in my life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it was, it's, there's just no. So many basically, women. it's yeah. not that, and I think it's not that guys don't like female leads. It's that guys don't like female leads in shitty movies. Yeah, that's and, it. You know, hey. Nobody likes male leads in shitty movies. Right. Nobody likes shitty well, movies. No, yeah. and, and Rachel, you and I were talking here a while back about professional wrestling. Mm -hmm. One of the things we appreciate about the world oh. of professional wrestling right now is that female wrestlers are actually wrestlers, wrestlers. now. They're not just relegated to being yeah. valets and occasional, or, or you know, occasional stupid gown matches. Yeah, brawn and panty nonsense. matches and yeah. crap like that. Like, no, like... Uh, yeah, no, they're, they're real, actually have it. matches that they're the billing. They're, you know? Yeah, they're and, top billing. Know, I'm here for it. I was a huge fan of Trish Stratus. Sure. I was a huge fan of Lita. Yeah. And those were a couple of the pioneers in the... I was going to say, the, they really paved the way. Yeah. So um, it, it's incredible. Uh, for those of you who have Peacock, I highly recommend. I think it's Peacock. I highly recommend looking at some of the um, documentaries. Oh yeah, the Pe WWE yeah. documentaries. They do. There's one 
really good one, and I can't remember what it's called now, but um, there's an ep- it Basically, it's talking about the history. Like, I know they have an episode on the Monday Night Wars. Yeah. They actually have a whole documentary about yeah. that. That's really good. I do also about women. I do also have to say I am not wholly uh, without being a chauvinist pig, and I enjoyed some of the bra and panty matches too. Sure, (laughs) because you know I got to I got to be I got to be intellectually honest and say, uh, you know, I was part of the problem too. (laughs) But I also enjoy I also very much enjoy watching the the women wrestle. Well, first off, I will be up front. You know, I I am attracted to men and women. Um, Cis trans whatever i'm pansexual i like it all um so as for me yes i also find the women attractive i find a lot of them randy orton can get it i'm that man is a golden god and i will fight anyone who says otherwise well see my wife is all about Dwayne Johnson and mm-hmm. Steve Austin back in the day. Yeah. Steve Austin and Dwayne Johnson were her jams. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Johnson still her jam. Still uh, she jam. would. He can get she it. would. Yeah. Nope. He is the one that is on her list that she has made no bones about it. If given the opportunity, right. I just have to find a way to be okay with it. I feel like for me and JD, if we both get the opportunity at Randy Orton, we both going. <laughs> and he's straight. He's straight. But he's even like, I mean, I get lost in his eyes. Yeah. Well, you know what? Here, let's, let's bring it back full circle here. We're talking about women, you know, being the, the uh, badasses. How about Uhura in the new Strange New World series? Absolutely, oh, yeah. that woman's right. awesome. Good. Well, and and oh. R- Rebecca Remain as yeah. the the number one. Number one. She's spectacular. That's the beauty of the Star Trek franchise, you know. And and I don't mean to be uber feminist or anything, but uh, I am. <laughs> Again, I've told <laughs> you all where I work. Um, you know, I've always been that way. But um, you know, one of the things I love about the franchise is the female characters. They're just elevated. Mm-hmm. They're they're so even even in the original. I mean, from the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, first interracial interracial kiss on television, and Shatner fought for that, screwed up every take, so that they had to use it. I mean, they have been so forward thinking. Now, behind the scenes, if you do a little research, they have yeah. not been great to their female cast yeah. members. Right? Yeah, that's true. But character wise, yeah. I mean, for me, my my, I think the best Star Trek ever made is Deep Space Nine. Mm-hmm. But one that holds a special place in my heart and is the first Star Trek I watched is Voyager. Mm. And this oh, yeah. is actually how JD got me into the franchise because I said, I don't want to watch a bunch of dudes running around on a <laughs> oh, ship. Well, then let me tell you about And he goes, no, 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 no. And he actually watched that when it aired. He would sit down with his mom and they would watch it uh-huh. together. So it was a very special thing for him. And he said, no, I want to share this with you. And I mean, from the first episode, I was hooked. And to me, Janeway will forever be my queen. Well, and, um, and I, I aspire to be Janeway. And I appreciate that uh, she was never written as any. She was never written any different than nope. Picard, nope. than Cisco, than Kirk. She was just as badass yep. as the rest of them. Could make the tough choices if it had to be made. And didn't have to rely on her sexuality. Kirk relied on his sexuality oh, yeah. more than Janeway yeah. did. How yeah. many episodes of Star Trek happened where Shatner didn't end up with a shirt torn or off? <laughs> right, you know, so it, I will, one of the best parts, one of the things that really drew me into it was how they treat their female characters. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad to see that that's not, I mean, even if you watch Lower Decks, oh, which God, I enjoy I Lower, Lower Decks, Decks, you know, the women on that show are incredible and 
I love that people are, they have their kids watch it with them because, you know, these young girls are watching it. That's why I loved Cisco because little black kids could watch it and mm -hmm. say, I can do this, I can be this. And, and it's just incredible. And Kate Mulgrew has said one of her favorite things is when women come up to her and say, because of you, because of Janeway, I am in the sciences now. I'm a biologist. I'm a whatever. I'm not a scientist, so I don't know all the have science. Have you seen things. Star Trek Prodigy? The cartoon on Nickelodeon? Yes, yes, Janeway. yes. Janeway's on that, too. Yep. That's actually why I wanted to watch it. And then uh, it turned out it's a really cute yeah. show. It's, it's fun. It is. It is well, very fun. I was thinking also on the Strange New World, like I said, the way they treat the female characters mm -hmm. is, is, is they're not, it's, it's actually, they're characters. They're yeah. not, you know, non-gender. I think Tony's favorite is Nurse Chapel. Is that right? Oh. She kicks a major ass. Really? And, she, and in oh, the original series, she was... Oh, my God. You are going to fall in love with Nurse I'm Chapel. Excited. She yeah. is spectacular. I... And the uh, the actress they have playing her is awesome. And one of the things that they delve into a little bit in Strange New Worlds is this on-again, off-again, sort of, maybe they will, they won't, <laughs> love affair between Nurse Chapel and Spock that was part oh, of the original okay. series. And there was always this sort of odd tension between the two of them in the original series. Mm -hmm. And they kind of give you a little bit of a backstory into that mm -hmm. and to why it is, how it came about. Now, I'm going to, I'm hoping that this isn't a huge, I'm not a fan of romantic storylines. No, and it's, it's absolutely <laughs> not that. Mm -mm. But it's, you know, because Spock is, Spock is. For well, for lack of Spock is Spock, <laughs> but Spock is betrothed to his Vulcan yeah. right. wife. Okay, yeah. And so there is this kind of a, a how two people can be in love with one another, but know that it can't Aww. ever really happen. It's okay, a spectacular. I, guess I am a little bit of a girl because now I'm like, oh, it's it's a spectacular, and the, it's handled so well. It's yeah. handled yeah. so and spectacularly. That's an important thing to say because I am not. I'm especially hateful of will they won't they because they can be done so pissed yeah. poorly yeah rachel and ross mm. <laughs> i was i was for a second that i was like me and who <laughs> i don't know anybody named ross <laughs> i didn't watch friends so oh. i don't know i didn't i didn't have to go through that torture <laughs> lucky <laughs> but um again let's talk a little bit about uh, uh talk about orville um in the last mm. two weeks the mm. last two episodes as of recording of the podcast they have dealt with the topic of abortion, mm -hmm. wow. and they've dealt with uh, the topic of gender identity. Ugh. Now, gender identity is a topic that they discussed in the first episode. I yes, mean, yes. Uh, Bordas, uh, one Bordas, of the yep. Bordas is from his planet is Mocklin, and everybody on on his planet is born male. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, first off, you get to in a sci-fi world have a conversation about essentially homosexuality yeah. for lack of a, a better label yeah. because everybody on board is planet is male so, so? <laughs> they are two men and they have a child right. and then where the twist comes spoilers is when their child is mm -hmm. born as a female mm -hmm. and on their planet that can't happen yep. and so you get that conversation and again it's one of the things that the original star trek series did mm -hmm. next generation did um that's i was even Discovery did really. Yeah, but oh, I was sure. I was frustrated with Discovery because uh, Discovery has one of their characters, a couple of their characters, but one of the characters is non-binary, transgender. Okay. I I don't remember exactly what category, 
but they they tried to to pat themselves on the break their arm yeah, patting themselves did. on the back going I heard oh that from we're the people. we're the first this is the first star trek to have a non-binary bullshit, bullshit. <laughs> yep i'm with you there i'm a call i'm a i'm a call oh, and, I'm, and i'm with i'm talking to gill about it when it when it first aired and i go you know I seem to remember a story arc on Next Generation where Riker mm -hmm. fell in love uh -huh. with someone who was non-binary. Mm -hmm. yep. And so this is not new I want to say they covered ground. that in Enterprise as well. Yeah. Now, Enterprise right. is the one I've seen the least because <laughs> Enterprise. <laughs> um, no offense, Scott Bakula. You will always be my quantum leaper. <laughs> um, but... But yeah, I, I think I think it's a disservice to the original part, part you know, part yeah. of the franchise. Well, to and say. It, what bothered me is it mm -hmm. it felt too much like trying to go see see we're yeah. relevant yeah. we're woke we understand don't do that just do the just, story just do the story it doesn't have to be a thing in J.J. Abrams' movie the fact that there was a scene where. Um, Nah, da, 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 not check off uh, the other Sulu, Sulu. Sulu okay. where Sulu got off and they were doing shore leave and he kissed his oh, husband. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And everybody lost their mind. Oh my god! Who? Wow. It was a. It, it's how anyone mm -hmm. who's been on a ship at sea right. for an extended period of time right. would greet their significant other. Oh, Why right. the yeah. hell is it a conversation that needs to be had? Yeah. It's not. And I like the way that they did it because it wasn't a conversation that they were trying to have it was just yes. a scene in I, a movie i personally i'm living for the day where we don't have to make a big deal and it's not because i'm against gay marriage or homosexual people or anything or race or anything i wait i long for the day when we don't make a big deal about it because it's normal because it's just because yeah, these yeah, things yeah. are normal this yeah. is real life we it have happens. men who are married to men women who, we have people who do not feel like they fall on the gender spectrum this is normal this is life why make it you know don't pat yourself on the back about it just put it in there right. it's yeah. just well uh discovery in fact discovery's chief engineer has a husband and Isn't i love that the, anthony rapp's character because yes. i love it and i love the way it's handled because again it's not handled yeah it just right. is. It is it's just it's just and seeing and those two have had some of the most spectacular loving Aww sort of exchanges mm -hmm. as just one person who deeply loves another oh. and it's awesome and, and that part of discovery was is has been really very enjoyable and i love this and this is happening in a lot of media today this this moving away from queer baiting yeah this like i'm gonna make you think we're queer but no we're gonna pull back um <laughs> this 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 instead of like are they we don't know yeah. wink they are yeah. You know, our flag means death is a glaring example. I, don't, I shouldn't say glaring. That sounds negative. <laughs> a huge example that comes to mind. And if you haven't seen that, I highly recommend it. Yeah. Our flag means death. Stars Taika Waititi oh, as Blackbeard. Okay, well, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. And it's about a real-life pirate named Steve You know Steve what? Bonnet, Anytime you get Taika Waititi pirate. to do pretty much anything, I'm on board for it. Let me amend that. Let me amend that. Taika Waititi as Blackbeard in full-body leather. <laughs> It is. I don't care if you're straight or not. That deserves it. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah. Um, HBO Max. Highly recommend it. 
All right, very way. cool. I, I liked him as Hitler, so. Uh, <laughs> oh man! Oh does. man! <laughs> Don't even. That, uh, For the record, Guilty <laughs> Wilson just said he liked Taika Waititi <laughs> playing Hitler, not that he liked not Hitler. Hitler. <laughs> yeah, just, just to clarify yeah, that, y'all. Yeah, my name's not Marjorie Taylor Green. Yeah, <laughs> we're not. Uh, <laughs> but, all uh, right. Well, on that note, uh, yeah. Before you go, I know it's about time to do, be done here, but uh, I got to point out. We've got new T-shirts in the Nerd Up Podcast T-shirt shop. Sweet. Uh, we, our, our friend, mutual friend, Chris Ford, decided to do some, well, okay. we Love that guy. Yeah. asked him to do some logos. Yeah, basically <laughs> I said, hey, Chris, we do this thing called the Nerd Up Podcast. Here's the logo. Can you do anything with it? And he went, I believe that I can. And where, what, where did he find the time is my question. Chris is yeah. a busy guy. He's a busy dude. Um, yeah. yeah. He likes us. And I will say that... Uh, None of the designs are copied from popular media, but they are certainly homages to things that you will find very familiar. There's one about a, a war of stars and long yes. ago that's uh, logo-wise. So, yeah. so do your guests get free T-shirts? Uh, I wish. Ah, <laughs> we don't even get free <laughs> The hosts don't even have free T-shirts. So. And then, uh, then we got one T-shirt that uh, uh, looks kind of like a, a major... Uh, studio that's doing like a whole bunch of superhero films. Right. Ooh, yeah. I've then, never heard of that. Who makes superhero yeah, movies? And, that's and that's a new concept. There's one that's kind of an old gaming system logo type. Ooh, oh, they're really cool. Ooh. Might have to show you to show them to you. I right? might yeah. have to get one. Yep. But uh, if you want to get one, it's on cafepress.com/nerdupodcast. We've got a whole bunch of new t-shirts, and I just cool. love them. And again, this, this helps fund the podcast, but not by much. I think we make ten cents off each shirt. So yeah. he keeps. Putting that in there so I don't ask for my cut. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the way, we don't make much off of those. So. I gave you a dime the other day. <laughs> <laughs> but, These guys are actually friends. Like, yeah. it's weird. Uh, yep, we we really do. And and, and it was um, serendipitous, I guess, when uh, you started here, because uh, you know when you when you get new coworkers, you're never sure how you're going to click. Right. And within a few minutes, first off, I served on the Enterprise with Scotty. That was a bit of a flex. <laughs> you had me at hello. <laughs> And then, uh, you know, we we literally did this kind of thing just off mm -hmm. the air <laughs> while we were kind of... And then Gil goes, well, you know, I do a podcast. We really ought to do this together. <laughs> All right. I'm fine. Let's do it. So and Then, I, then I'm late thing, one day and he takes over. And, he takes over. <laughs> and, I, and I think... And, and the funny thing about today is this is when we would set up for... Um, the live at the five. This is also what would happen. Yeah, yeah. These are absolutely. The kinds of conversations we would have. That's yeah, true. <laughs> but yep. So and and I think we may have to start having Rachel back more I, often. I, so I will not fight you. She on that. Uh, <laughs> she has fully uh, proven her nerd bona fides and well, one of the things well, that, and uh, this will encourage me to say more up to date on oh, yeah, nerdy yeah, things. There you go. Yeah. One of the first. I mean, it's been several years ago. Rachel and I met long ago. Many, many moons ago. I was. I don't. I don't want to offend you, Rachel, but I was actually more of a fan of her of her partner, Jamie. That's okay. I I'm a pretty big fan of him as well. But when I saw when I saw his license plate J one D two, I'm like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> that's that's his online handle for a lot of things. J one D two. Well, it's a win. Yeah. Why change it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. And um, yeah, and then um, yeah, my first thing we went in there and I bought a um, a tin that had the x-men from the 90s cartoon mm -hmm. on it i lost my shit when i saw it and i grab it and um I, I crochet a lot and it holds all my like 
little pieces of like you know stitch markers and things like that every time i see it i smile um not just because i got to meet gil but because i love that cartoon that was when we got disney plus that was the first thing i watched right on well yeah and that was uh you know we met i met rachel through the comic book store so how much more nerdy you're getting right yeah absolutely i i i dress very feminine i don't really look like a nerd but um yeah, I, uh, but I I don't have much. I life. think, and that's Gil and I've talked before about. I think that nerddom is not limited to comic books and stuff no. like that. You can be a my son in law loves cars. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about somebody nerding out over cars, he'll do it. You know, I love that you say that because years ago, I uh, Donald Glover, um, he was on Community. Uh, he's um, Childish Gambino. Mm-hmm. And um, I saw a stand-up of his years ago on TV. I wasn't there live, sadly. <laughs> and he actually t- he says the same thing. He said, being a nerd just means you love something passionately. Yeah. It doesn't have to be what is traditionally considered Right, nerdy. absolutely. You know, like you said, it could be cars. It could be computers. It could be dogs. Yep. Dog breeds. You know, if you're passionate about it, you're a nerd. Yep, you're a nerd. Welcome to the club. <laughs> right on. <laughs> it's All a right. bigger club than people realize. Absolutely. Well, and that's truly. Uh, there was a time growing up where I couldn't wear my nerddom mm-hmm. on my sleeve. Mm-hmm. Now, now I you literally now I do. literally have it tattooed. You got no hey, choice. Same here. I got my Stephen King tattoo. And this was uh, this was a Father's Day gift oh. from my son. And you talk about sharing this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. This is because. Uh, I shared my love of next generation with yeah. him. He's become a huge fan. Mm-hmm. So what is actually tattooed on my arm is the Star Trek emblem, the the, the Star Trek Federation emblem. Yep. And then I have uh, four dots underneath of it because this is the Captain Rank yep. insignia. My son has the same emblem with three dots Aww. because he's commander. So, yeah, That's it so is. That's cute. I love that. Yeah, it's it's. It's no, pretty awesome. My no, kids, tough. my kids nailed it for uh, Father's Day. Yeah. My son got it me a tattoo. Like your kids nail it a lot. That my daughter got weird. me a card. <laughs> my daughter got me a card that had Klingon in it. Oh so gosh. I'm an easy mark. I, 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 if I had kids, they would probably not be that great. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, well, let's end on a high note. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, Rachel. I, <laughs> I appreciate you coming in and I appreciate uh, being here. And had I'll a good time talking time. with you. And again, we encourage everybody to make sure you check out at the five on Facebook mm-hmm. for that uh, upcoming Shakespeare show at the Fife. And uh, Gil, I appreciate you being a guest <laughs> on my podcast. Uh, <laughs> well, I guess. You know. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I guess the way we usually wrap this up, right, is uh, uh, everybody stay nerdy. stay nerdy. There you go. Classic Hits, WTYE. Listen online at WTYEFM.com. Via the TuneIn Radio app. Or say Alexa, play Classic Hits, WTYE. It's all online. Classic Hits, WTYE, with the news that matters to you. Visit WTYEFM.com and follow us on Twitter at WTYE News. The news you trust, the music you love. Classic Hits, WTYE.